Next on BYU Sports Nation, a triumphant return for the one and only Luge Coog, U.S. Olympian Kate Hansen back in America and back on the show. Bring on the West Coast Conference Tournament. Vegas preparations begin with BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins in studio. Plus ESPN college basketball analyst Sean Farnham. Karma hits big with BYU baseball and T-minus 24 hours to simulcast liftoff. Woohoo! Let's go! And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, March 5th, what is up? I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Jerem Jordan. Feels like Friday to me. Yeah, it's really exciting. We're taking off for Vegas uh, this afternoon. The simulcast begins tomorrow. BYU Baseball crushes it. Royal Blue Unis. Last show in the radio studio. I mean, this is like in high school, the day you had the assembly. Like, oh yeah, we're not going to go to class at all. It's exciting. Wherever and however you may be listening, we're certainly glad to have you with us. The legend of BYU Sports Nation karma adds yet another tally to its illustrious list of awesomeness. BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood, the latest recipient. Oh my goodness. We had him on the show yesterday, and then Coach Littlewood and the Cougars put up a 20 spot (laughs) on Utah. 18 in the first two innings. It was 18 to nothing in the bottom of the second. Against the fighting Pac-12s. 20 runs against Utah. That's like scoring 80 in football. Yeah. That's a good comparison. That just does not happen very often. Karma. It hasn't really manifested itself with head coach for a whole team. It did last night. Oh, my goodness. In the royal blue. You're welcome, they Coach Littlewood. Yep, they looked great. They played great. They got the karma. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question. What is your best BYU sports memory that took place in Las Vegas? Ooh, this is juicy. Use hashtag BYUSN. For me, it's the 1996 WAC Championship football game. Winning overtime. I was there as well. We were both there. Jerem was like four. Oh I was gosh. 15. No, I was 13. Jerem, Jerem was, he was 13. Uh, winning overtime versus Wyoming on Ethan Pochman's game-winning field goal. It put BYU in the Cotton Bowl. Awesome. There have been a bunch. I mean, there have been so many. We'll get to some of your responses in a bit. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app. Listen to the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. We will be simulcast on BYU TV live from the West Coast Conference Tournament tomorrow. Tomorrow. Woo! Yeah. A new era begins. With that, rise and shout, BYU Sports Nation. It's time for What's Trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Taking the karma to TV. Philo T. Farnsworth, eat your heart out. (laughs) It is no coincidence that BYU head baseball coach Mike Littlewood made his show debut yesterday on game day. And BYU baseball, as we just documented, beats Utah 20-3. Thus far, you've only been hearing about this so-called BYU Sports Nation karma. Now you can witness it being delivered with your own eyes. Simulcast debut of BYU Sports Nation in Las Vegas tomorrow, 9 p.m. or 9 p.m. 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern. And if you're familiar with the show, that's not new news. Like we've we've been talking about the simulcast in Vegas. But here, we do have new news. Here is what is new. When we get back from Las Vegas, we will do it every day on BYU TV and BYU Radio. <laughs> Simulcast continues. My headphones just fell off. You I will was so see excited. that tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, can, you can witness the shenanigans with your eyes. Simulcast. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We are so excited about this, and we hope that uh, you're pumped, too. We're going to be on BYU TV, so if you uh, see what you've been hearing. More on the logistics associated with the simulcast, what it's going to look and feel like. Will Spencer wear makeup? Will I wear makeup? Will we dress up? Where's it going to be? <laughs> How you can watch it on demand? We'll answer all those questions later in the show. Tell me you don't want to listen now that we're going to discuss makeup later. Yep. Yep. You're, you're, oh, no. Hey, Larry even, Kriskoviak even, does even not Coach want to Kriskoviak, discuss makeup. Even he, I bet even he is lying and he wants to know. Listen, we, it's time for an Olympian's welcome on BYU Sports Nation. We don't bump what's trending for anyone unless, of course, you're one of our favorite guests ever. She's a BYU student, an Olympian. She is... The Luge Coog, Kate Hansen, what is up? Welcome back to America and BYU Sports Nation. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me once again. You guys 
You know you're my favorite. Yes. Very nice. Yes, we are. Now, 24,000 people now follow you on Twitter. I'm pretty sure before you finished your first warm-up dance, you passed both Jerem and I in Twitter followers. Like doubled or tripled. <laughs> how, how was that? Did you imagine it would take off the way it did? No, obviously not. I did not. Um, I did not go to the Olympics to be a dancer. I went to be an athlete. So to get all that media attention just for dancing, it, it definitely definitely gives me a chuckle. It was pretty funny. People knew who you were because you were an Olympian, but once you danced, all of a sudden it exploded. When did you realize the camera was on you and then that you had become one of America's darlings? Well, so I turned off my phone. I turned off all social media during racing. And just because I didn't want any contact with anyone. And so I didn't realize what was happening um, outside of Russia. And so once I finished um, racing, I turned my my phone back on and it just blew up. And it was was so weird to see, first of all. And um, it was just, I don't know, it was pretty funny. It's just classic to think about. But, I mean, when I was warming up, I warmed up that way the entire year. So... Um, there was like sometimes at some point I like might have like noticed a camera, but for the most part I was pretty much in my own world. When did you realize too that you had done more for Mormon dancing perception at that moment than any <laughs> other moment in history? You know, I actually haven't thought about that until now. And you know, now that you say that, yeah, I guess uh, I guess I did make a little impact there. You did not learn those moves at a steak dance, I don't think, right? <laughs> Uh, I cannot confirm or deny that. Kate Hansen on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, U.S. Olympian. Great to have her back in the homeland. As good as your dance moves are, Kate, you had a top 10 finish in the luge. You said you wanted to finish in the top 10 at the Olympics. When you realized you had wrapped that up, what were you feeling inside? I was just feeling so much gratitude, the fact that I didn't. Because I told you guys before, I just... Um, all I wanted was to not make a fool out of myself. Certainly. So, um, yeah, so when I realized that, I was just so grateful that things didn't, you know, make a turn for the worse. Because my, my runs were okay, but they, they could have been a lot worse. I had a lot of um, key saves. So I was just stoked, and I was, I was satisfied. And I wasn't, um, I wasn't yearning for more. Usually after races, I, I'm always like, oh, I should have done that or I could have done that. But I was, I was very satisfied. Cade Hansen, a BYU student and Olympian in Sochi, is joining BYU Sports Nation. So Beyonce, you get some form of contact with Beyonce. Jimmy Kimmel, you fake a viral video. I mean, what was what was the best part of your experience over there, and how surreal was it to uh, get in contact with those people? You know, that was definitely that was definitely pretty cool. But honestly, in the whole scheme of things, um, the best part was just being a member of Team USA and just to just to be with other athletes that I've looked up to for so long and just be on the same level as them and to have this unity among all Americans, like, that was probably the coolest part. And, I mean, yeah, obviously my shout-out from Beyonce was world-shattering. And to, you know... <laughs> That's as good as it gets, I think. Out. Yeah, hang out with Jimmy Kimmel, like, that was pretty sweet as well. But in the whole perspective of everything, um, it was definitely the whole Team USA aspect. Kate Hansen on BYU Sports Nation. Kate, did you... Was there a moment when you were in Russia uh, when you just thought, besides the opening ceremony, because I know you told us that, that that was surreal, but was there a moment where you're just like, I, I cannot believe that I am actually here? If so, when was that? You know, honestly, as soon as we got to Russia, we just hit the ground running. We had, you know, our training times and we had press conferences and we were just, we were so scheduled that I never actually even got a chance to even like look back and sit back and think about it because once you know you're training up until race day and then it's race day and then everything after race day you're just booked with media stuff and yeah. then you're going to other events so literally like i was i hit the ground running for the entire three weeks i was there and even now i mean today was the first day that i even just had like an hour to myself just to like sit and do nothing and it was awesome yeah that's insane and, holy cow yeah and even then like it's still hard to comprehend and to even think about what just happened in my life. Kate Hansen is on Sport BYU Sports Nation with Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton. Uh, when do you come back to BYU and go to school? Um, I'll be back for spring, so I'll head up um, end of April, and I'm stoked. Do you think people will recognize you? 
No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I can. Do you like it that way? (laughs) I mean, I never like. I don't know. I've never expected anything like that, and I never wanted anything like that. And I've never introduced myself as like an athlete in Provo, so I don't really expect anything to change. And if and if anything does, I guess I'll just laugh about it because I mean that's pretty funny, you know. I mean, just like a couple weeks of my life, and that changes. Um, that changes everything in Provo. So, but I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think people really care that much. But I mean, it was a cool thing. What I did was pretty cool. I don't think I'm cool, but I think the experience was cool. But I guess we'll see. You're a star, like it or not. Coming back to Provo, you know. You know how you can get noticed on campus. Wear your opening uh, ceremony sweater. Yes. <laughs> then everybody knows. Man, that's bold. I don't know. <laughs> that's a bold one. I don't know if I could pull that baby out. You kind of laughed when you were in studio in October with us, and I said, during the Olympics, you're going to become the most famous BYU alumni. It happened. It happened, Kate. Have you have you felt the fallout of that? Um, you know, I definitely don't think I can I can compare myself with uh, with our boy Steve Young, but or even Jimmer. I mean, Jimmer, I mean. Jimmer is quite a big deal, and I don't think I'm on that level, nor will I ever be. But I mean, but the day you danced, guys- you you punched Jimmer in the face <laughs> with celebrity. I'll let you guys think that. I'll let you guys think that for now. You know, okay. as long as okay. it's cool, then. <laughs> Those guys didn't get a shout out from Beyonce. We'll yes. leave it at that. Yeah, yes, we'll leave. We'll leave it at that. Did, <laughs> yeah, did that's you, a good point. Who did needs, you pick up anyway? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you pick up any Russian while you were over there? Um, I mean, just like a few words, but since Russian is an entirely different world, I mean, it was hard to really pick up on anything over there. <laughs> We've talked about all the great experiences. What was one experience that maybe you laughed at that wasn't so great, but that you'll take with you for a while? Um, Besides the color of the water. That's a good question. Well, you know, to be honest, we spent about a month um, in Sochi last season. So anything that, you know, you guys had heard about, we had already dealt with Mm -hmm. previously. And so... um, there was nothing really new. I mean, when we were there last year, like, our power went out, our toilet stopped working, um, our water was brown a couple times. So I kind of felt like we had dealt with it all. But if I'm thinking if there's, like, anything new, um, I don't know. I mean, you kind of just you kind of just expect it all when you're in Russia. It's just so unpredictable. So who knows? What's in the immediate future for you right now? Um, so right now I'm just home and just, you know, collecting my life pieces and trying to figure out what I want to do. But I'll definitely head back to school for spring. And then sure. anything after that, I'm just keeping my options open and we'll see. Some some of my favorite moments uh, during the Olympics were at BYU Games, actually. People, some students had created a Let's Go Kate banner. A giant banner. And they were flashing it in the Roar of Cougar student section. Did you get a chance to see that? Because I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I did see a picture of it, actually, and that was so cool. And I, I felt I felt very honored, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, I saw that picture, and it, it was yeah, it was pretty rad, and I was pretty blown away by it. Kate Hansen is on BYU Sports Nation, took 10th in the luge in the 2014 Winter Olympics. Uh, we, we talked about this before you left. I want, I want to see if you remembered. We talked about, will you bring something back for the show to put in our man cave? Uh-oh. Did you remember this? In the Olympics. I did remember. All right, what? You yeah. did? I, I can't believe you remembered. That was a nervous there's moment for me. Some, <laughs> there's some memorabilia I got back, but also, interestingly enough, like, there wasn't um, there wasn't a ton. Like, there was one main Olympic store, but to get in, you had to wait, like, two hours to get in. So, what? like, there wasn't a ton of shopping to be done, but I do... I do have a little sum sum, so I'll have to bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. That Kate Hansen, she delivered. She is the the Luge Cougars. Welcome here anytime in studio on BYU Sports Nation. We'll finish with this about your Lakers, your beloved Lakers. There was some talk that when Jimmer, his contract was bought out by the Sacramento Kings, that maybe he'd clear waivers and end up in L.A. with Mike D'Antoni. How disappointed were you that Jimmer went to Chicago and not to the Lakers? You know, I mean, just for my boy, Jimmer, you know, I just, um, I hope the best for him. And, you know, I really, you know, I think deep in his heart, he knows that the Lakers would have been a good fit for him. But, you know, (laughs) it takes time. It takes time to realize things. And, 
you know, maybe maybe we'll have him back, with, you know, in a couple of years, but we'll have to see. Well, Kate, you have a tremendous sense of humor. We've enjoyed talking to you uh, leading up to the Olympics, and uh, you made BYU Sports Nation proud in the Olympics with your performance and your personality. Thanks for joining us again. We look forward to seeing what it is you got for us from Sochi. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a ton, guys. Kate Hansen on BYU Sports Nation, always bringing it. She's fun. If you can't figure out why she's one of our favorites, then clearly you were not listening to that interview. Great rep of BYU. Third time she's been on BYU Sports Nation. She remembered. She remembered the challenge, Jerem. What is it that she got us? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's to it, like though. an Olympic torch. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not going to be an Olympic torch. But hey. Some black seawater. Let's dream big. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, he is the College Sports Madness West Coast Conference Coach of the Year. His team is the two-seed in Las Vegas this weekend, and he might just be the best shooter at BYU right now. He's in studio next. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting for the last time. No longer will we be in this home sweet home of radio. It's been fun. We're taking the show downstairs and on TV as soon as we get back from Las Vegas. Debut tomorrow from the Orleans Arena. That's exactly right. See what you've been hearing noon Eastern tomorrow from Vegas, baby. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. We've been asking you today, what is your best BYU sports memory that took place in Las Vegas? Use the hashtag BYUSN, and that is the perfect way to bring in the head basketball coach of BYU women's basketball, Jeff Judkins. Welcome back to the show, Coach. What is your favorite Las Vegas memory that is focused on BYU sports? Two years ago when we beat Gonzaga. Cutting down the nets. Yeah, it was... um... First time tweeting Gonzaga's. out a picture of you in that moment. You're yeah. celebrating. Look at that. You like that? Yeah, it is a nice picture. Yeah, I was pretty happy. I met you <laughs> I... No, that was uh, that was big because uh, Gonzaga has won the conference tournament, I think, eight or nine years in a row. And for us to go in and beat them, and you know, that year we handled them pretty easily at our place. And so they beat us pretty bad at their place the last game of the season. And so to go in there and beat them, the tournament and I, I know and we really dominated and it wasn't like we just you know we beat him pretty handily so I think that was probably my my biggest moment Jeff Judkins is on BYU Sports Nation in the back nine of conference play you go eight and one only three home games but you've won eight games in a row what's changed with your team in the back half um I would say the main thing is turnovers you know we we had a lot of turnovers early in the year and we really focused on it and we try to cut those down, and I don't know exactly what we averaged. My assistants tell me, but I think we cut it from 20 turnovers a game to literally in half. And I think by doing that, we scored more points. We made teams have to go against our half-court man-to-man defense, and I think that made a big difference. And, of course, I mean, you can say what you want. Players win games, and I, I really think Lexi Eaton came on at the end of the year. I mean, she she really offensively and and defensively just just took over a lot of games for us. Just took you know made some big baskets for us. Jen was consistent, I think, the whole year. Lexi kind of started slow, and then I think that last she really came on. And I think a lot of players got better, improved. You know, as a coach, that's what you try to do. You try to get your team better. I think Ky- Kylie played a lot better. I think Bailey improved. Um, Kim started shooting the ball better. Made I mean, nine threes yeah. the day after she, she really was made, on our show, Coach. I know. She really made ten. She got a really bad call. I heard it was 11. I heard yeah. that there were two offensive uh, yeah, bad they calls. Were, they were bad calls. Offensive she, fouls where yeah. she makes a three, but yeah, they call it off. Yeah, but um, she she's playing well. and um, You know, I just think it's been a good team effort the last, last bit of the season. Jeff Judkins, the head basketball coach of BYU Women's Hoops on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, I don't know how familiar you are with BYU Sports Nation karma, but just let me lay, lay, lay this out. Take, for example, Lexi Eaton. She joins us last Friday, scores 18 and a win over San Diego. Huh. Kim Beeston joins us the Friday before she goes off for nine three-pointers <laughs> on Saturday. The day before. Against Boom, Loyola Marymount. Nine threes. Yesterday, we have Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball coach on yeah. the show. He makes his debut. They put up a 20 spot. Yeah, I saw that. On, that was the big on win. On Utah. 
Coach, th- this is a good position for you to be in it as you is. head down I to like Las that. Vegas. I like that. <laughs> Friday I'm afternoon, it. good things are coming. Yeah, I'm blowing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. We we all like to be on, and it's good to have my players get on and be able to express themselves a little bit. Jennifer Hampson uh, has had a tremendous senior season. She ends up becoming the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, also the Defensive Player of the yeah. Year, which is the first time in WCC Women's Hoops history that that's happened. Uh, you you expected a big year from her. How did the regular season turn out in your mind compared to what you hoped it would be like? Um, I knew she'd be special. I, I didn't know she'd be as consistent as she was. Jen's biggest issue is the last three years. And I think part of it is, you know, you, you're playing two different sports and was consistency. And I think that was both in volleyball and basketball. And this year, she's been consistent in practice, to games. She only went through a small spurt there where she wasn't Jen, and that's when she broke her nose, and she got in early foul trouble, and she just couldn't – she just kind of got out of sync when that happened. And um, that was only really a two-week period, maybe a week and a half at most. But I think that's where she's she's done the job for us is – Every day I know what I can get from her. I mean, you tell me, honestly. I don't think it'll ever happen again. Maybe I'll be eating here, but she won MVP of volleyball and MVP of basketball. And first team All-American in both sports. Yeah, and you tell me another athlete in our conference that's going to do that. Nobody's not going to happen. I just don't see that. BYU history, the only other dual sport athlete uh, female that I can think of that came even close was Shauna Robach. She's BYU career uh, leading goal scorer, and then in track and field, she was really good as well. I don't know that she was an All American, but to do it in volleyball and basketball, she may be the best female athlete in the history of the school. Yeah, yeah. I, she, you know, and the only, the only I could ever see anybody doing it is if Lexi Eaton decided to go play soccer, because she she's a really good soccer player. She could go do her fifth year and go play soccer. And, this is not what you want. No, no. But, but I'm just saying. But, <laughs> don't give her any ideas. But, yeah. but you yeah. know, it's just it's amazing. If she, girls, girls done. If Lexi won a high, so she's going to compete in the high jump. She's got crazy skills with this yeah. in, on the BYU track team. If she won a national title or something and then became a first team All American, yeah, then, I mean, that, then that would be then, comparable, then maybe yes. you say, but it's yeah. unbelievable what Jennifer Hampson's done. Who's taller, you or Jennifer Hampson? Jennifer Hampson. Jennifer mm-hmm. Hampson is yeah, taller. She's than, taller. She's ta- wow. But she she does a better job in the airplanes than me. She seems <laughs> she, she must be more flexible or something. I don't know. But you know, Those skinny legs. Yeah, I, I don't know what – she's just – what a great year, I mean, and everything. And she deserved it. She worked hard, you know. When I recruited her four years ago, did I ever think she was going to be here? No. I mean, I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said, oh, yeah, I think she's going to be the MVP of our league. No, I never thought that. But I think by her hard work and by – one thing, she picks things up very, very easy. And, and great players do that. They pick, they pick the system up. They pick whatever – you tell them to do, they seem to just just absorb that and be able to uh, do that on the court. And then she had that ability. I mentioned first-team All-American in basketball for Jen. I'm anticipating the possibility of that. So She was certainly she, being discussed, especially after the Gonzaga game. All sorts of national writers were like, Jennifer Hampson deserves first-team All-American. Yeah, she's, you know, and I've watched a lot of games and in the West. Okay, I'm going the West because the East, it's hard. I could only think of one player that was better than her, and that was a girl from Stanford. That's the only one that, that I can think of that I've watched that you'd say, you know, that's put the same numbers, but also has affected the game as much as Jennifer. People don't realize, you're right, she was a defensive player that she led the, the country in block shots. But I'm just telling you, there are a lot of people didn't go in the paint because of her. They, they avoided it. Oh, absolutely. And, and so she caused a lot of problems that way. There's only one thing that I want from Jen Hampson, and she can still do it on Friday. Dunk. An alley-oop dunk, coach. I know, she oh, had alley-oop? <laughs> How about just any dunk? Okay, I know, crazy. You know, she had a chance there, and I, girl draw and kicked it. It was on the break, and I thought she'd try, but she didn't. She got two in one play, but I've been trying to tell her to cherry pick, but she won't do that. <laughs> Five on four. <laughs> gets a lob down there. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That, okay, I'm telling you, Friday's the quarterfinal. That's the time to do it. Second half, you're up. 17. Well, we hope. We hope. We on hope Santa Clara, up. Pepperdine. Yeah. yeah that's, when, that's when you do it. Jeff Judkins, the women's basketball head coach, is in studio on BYU Sports Nation. We're, we are going to be simulcast on TV, as we talked about you, with you during the break. What advice do you have for us now that we're going to be on TV starting tomorrow? Be yourselves. Okay. 
you know, uh, be don't don't like everybody says, don't look at the camera and feel like you got to be something special, be who you are. You know, we I, don't I, think we're special, so this will work perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I told you, a lot of it is is your personality and how you guys both mesh together. That's the whole key to really have a good radio, good TV, and good team. How how does your team mesh together and certain lineups and that? So I'd say do that and, and enjoy it. You've, you're you're moving up in the world. You're becoming big time. The We're gr- moving down literally. The, yeah, downstairs. <laughs> downstairs to the studio. The great thing about this is we we don't ever have to address the camera. The cameras are just on. We don't ever have to look into the cold glass eye. We're just we're just here. But you're going to get dressed up now. No, no, and we're not no, dressing up. No dressed up. <laughs> now here's the thing. Do you think Spencer should wear makeup? Because I'm not going to wear makeup. <laughs> no, he's got a natural man. He doesn't need that stuff. He'll do, he'll do it though. He's oh. going to put on makeup. <laughs> come on, come on. It's not all natural. I'm told. Sources close to the situation say it's not all natural. And when the wife says your forehead is shiny, sometimes yeah. sometimes you got to put on a little. Powder. Yeah, you got to do a little bit. You got to do it. I hear you. Let's ask you about Jimmer Fredette. He gets. Uh, he's with the Bulls now. He gets out of Sacramento, contract bought out. What do you think of Jimmer with the Bulls? Think, uh, you know, Jimmer got in a bad situation. And uh, whatever reason, that coach didn't like him. I don't know why. Um, you know, but he, he was not on his top of his list. So the best thing to do is do what Jimmer did. Work hard. Don't complain. And just keep knowing, hoping that someday things will work out for him. And I think the Bulls are a good team for him, especially when Derrick Rose gets back and he's penetrating and they help and he's kicking to a kid that can shoot it from anywhere. And I think he's playing for a great coach. I think that coach is, you know, he's kind of a Jimmer coach. You know, he wants a kid that plays hard and a guy that's a team player and a person that's not afraid to take a shot. I saw, for me, looking at it, I'm I'm really happy for him, and I think I think you'll see a a lot better Jimmer. They need shooting. Certainly a good fit for Jimmer and for the Bulls. Jeff Judkins, we appreciate the time on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, uh, before you go, I want to officially award you the BYU Sports Nation karma. And there are monks playing in my headphones right now. I don't know you don't you can't hear those, but they are playing. So go, my friend, and succeed in Friday. Las Friday, big things on Friday. Yeah, big thing on Friday, and hope we get some people. Come down and support us. It'll be great. Thank if you. you. If you can't go, it's live on BYU TV and BYU Radio about 5.30 Eastern Friday. Coach, awesome. Always great to have you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. What is your favorite BYU sports memory that took place in Las Vegas at C.J. Hershey says, opening of Bacchanal Buffet at Caesars Palace. <laughs> the best buffet in Vegas. Close second 1996 WAC football title. All right. <laughs> more, more of your okay. responses coming up. On BYU Sports Nation. Sean Farnham will be on the call for ESPN this weekend in Las Vegas. Who's his favorite to win the tourney? We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Glad to have you with us. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. If you missed the first half of the show, fear not. You can catch it on demand at BYURadio.org later this afternoon. Today, spring football, practice number two, BYU on the field at about uh, 3 or 4 o'clock. Media availability at 520. We'll do interviews tonight. You can watch on BYUTVSports.com from day two of spring practice. We'll have reaction as well on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow morning. Jeremy and I will not be at the football practice, but we have a great excuse. We will be on an airplane. We'll send our best people. Flying to Las Vegas to cover the West Coast Conference Tournament. Snapchat correspondent. Spencer King will be on the scene. Yes, he will. We got to get that kid back on. He's our so she's our social media guru. Yes, he is. What is your favorite BYU sports memory that took place in Las Vegas? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We go to Twitter now. It's Twitter time. At Toshlin nineteen, definitely Jimmer's fifty-two point thrashing of New Mexico. I was there, and it was amazing. That's got to be mine personally. I was uh, courtside for that one. It was unbelievable what he did in a game BYU had to win, where they had lost twice to New Mexico, and I believe four of the last five or something. And so Jimmer used every ounce of gasoline in the tank in that one because the next night BYU was exhausted. They didn't beat San Diego State, it didn't matter. They got an at-large as a three-seed. I've told you this story before. I was watching that game in the the athlete lunchroom and media lunchroom at the BNP Paribas Open. It's the biggest tennis tournament in America, or in the country, in the world for that matter, outside of the four majors. 
Novak Djokovic is literally sitting to the table right to me. And John Isner, I think, is in there, 6'10", tennis player. They're all in there eating lunch. And I'm trying to, like, watch this crappy feed of CBS Sports Network Network as Jimmer is going crazy. And I'll never forget that. That was was so cool cool. to watch that unfold. And I'm sure they were all kind of like, what the heck? Because I was, like, jumping up and down, like, yeah! You know, and people are like, okay. BYU, New Mexico. All right. The, the, The greatest thing about that game, the point where he scores 50, where he gets to 50, he passes Danny Ainge on. Oh, my gosh. So that was be- awesome. So he sets the single game scoring record, breaking his own record of 49. And then he gets fit- he ends up with 52. And BYU wins the game. It was, it was one of the most unbelievable atmospheres I've ever felt. And that, I saw a great one at Dan Haslam. BYU versus UCLA, the blocked field goal as time expired. Yeah. yeah. I was shooting on the field for that one. And that was crazy because I did not expect that to happen in that moment. Ethan Manu Maliuna, play of his life. Ethan Manumaleuna. What did, what did Brad Nessler say, the commentator of the game? Somebody got a hand on it in the... Or what? So, someone got a hand on it, a, uh, something in the field on it. He said it backwards where he, <laughs> he was trying to say someone in the middle of the field got a hand on it. Oh, he said someone in the middle... I can't remember, but it was backwards. It was yeah. like, wait, what? But no one noticed till later. It's okay. Who cares? He's still awesome. So much excitement. I've said awesome like four times. Everything is awesome. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, when Sean Farnham joins us from ESPN in a couple moments, uh, he dropped a hashtag everything is awesome <laughs> during the Wichita State game on Saturday the because Lego he's movie. seen the Lego movie. The Lego movie is so good. It is so if good. If you haven't Twirl. seen it, like it's all, I want to go I want to go today. Let's go today in Vegas. We can do that. No, let's not do that. Let's just hang out in Vegas. Okay. We can yep. see it in Utah. We can do that too. Okay. Bring it on back. We're still on Twitter. What is your best BYU sports oh, yeah, memory that took place in Las Vegas? At Coog Azul says 2009 Las Vegas Bowl, Max Hall's final game as BYU player. They were in the Royals, destroyed Oregon State, and Jimmer's 52 points. He said those are both better than the 2006 thrashing of Oregon in the Las Vegas Bowl. Interesting. The same day that BYU beat Oregon State in the 9 Las Vegas Bowl, by the way, earlier that day, BYU scored like 110 or so against Nevada across the way uh, in the Orleans Arena. And Jimmer, Jackson, and Tyler Haas all scored 20-plus. Didn't they play North Carolina the next day? Nope. That was the year before. Oh, that was, the, was two that years was two before. Years that was okay. 07. Okay. Beat Louisville on a Friday night and then almost beat North Carolina the next night. And then, the, and that same day as North Carolina was BYU-Utah football 07. We drove from Vegas at 5 a.m. to get back for, for that oh, game. Yeah, we, we did the that. Louisville game on BYU TV and then drove back to see 4th and 18. That's why you're in the position you're in. That's why you're sitting in that chair, Jerem Jordan, because you are BYU sports to the T. It was fun. And there were a lot of BYU fans of those games, and I think there are some good memories from Vegas. There are some- so hopefully there's a great memory Tuesday night. In Vegas, where BYU wins its first tournament title in men's hoops since 01. And they have never won one in Las Vegas. Right? Oh, no. Was, was 01 in 01, Las Vegas? 01, I believe, was in was Las that Vegas. Vegas? Okay. On the Thomas and Mech. That was in the Thomas and Mech. That's mm-hmm. right. They had moved to the Mountain West Conference at that point. There, there are some outsiders, outside tweets I've seen coming in, too. How about Hafa Arujo's buzzer beater to beat UNLV in 2004? That put BYU in the NCAA tournament. That win in Vegas put that team in the tournament as a 12 seed. Huge shot. Then Jerry McNamara scores 43 against BYU in the NCAA tournament. Is Jerry McNamara, like, he would have been the greatest, like, church baller of all time? Yes. The dude that just launches from distance? <laughs> he was he was. Everyone kind of, thinks they're Jerry McNamara in chapels across the country. Yeah, well, now everybody thinks they're Jimmy. Give me the rock, man! In, cha- in chapels across <laughs> America. Brandon Doman, remember that long touchdown run he had in 2001 to survive the Made upset the bid by the Rebels? Plays. Yeah. Yep. So BYU remains undefeated there. And then you brought up Manu Malayuna's blocks field goal to beat UCLA. There have been some really good moments in Las Vegas for BYU sports. Yeah, 06, that Vegas Bowl. I mean, that was, BYU goes back to a bowl game. They, they'd been to the 05 bowl game against Marshawn Lynch and Deshaun Jackson against Cal. BYU 6-6, six and six, they lose that, or 6-5, and five, they lose that game, whatever. The next year, BYU's 10-2, and two, crushes Oregon. I mean, just crushes them. Largest margin of victory uh, in BYU bowl history up to that point. An awesome game that put kind of BYU back on the map. 
Got some more good tweets coming in. At Pat Hammond. Oh, it's Pat Hammond, but at Crazy Coog Fanatic. How about next Tuesday when the basketball team wins the West Coast Conference That's tournament? That's what I'm saying. Okay. That All right. M- this might be uh, a top five Vegas moment next week. What if BYU wins on a buzzer beat or something? I mean, that might be the best ever. Let's, let's win the quarterfinal, though. Let's take things one game at a time. Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. By the way, Monday's True Blue, live. Yes, we're, we're, we're from do- Vegas, baby. We're doing it all live. And speaking of everything is awesome, Jerem, you mentioned this. ESPN analyst Sean Farnham on the line now, our second guest today on BYU Sports Nation. Sean, is everything in your life still awesome? Hashtag the Lego movie. Yes, I, I dropped that out on Saturday during the uh, Wichita <laughs> game because everything from Wichita, Kansas is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm having an awesome time back here in Bristol, Connecticut. I'm in studio right now. I was in studio last night. I'm in studio tonight, studio tomorrow. Uh, and uh, I'm actually having lunch on the campus of Yale today because I'm a man of higher education, always trying to strive to uh, add a little culture into my life. This is good, and it's the precursor to covering BYU. It's a different-looking why, but sometimes it's confused for BYU. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, exactly the exact same thing, exact same feel, um, you know. Uh, weather almost probably is kind of similar, though. There's a lot of snow on the ground. I don't know how things are in Utah these days. Yeah, it's, uh, it's looking better. We're just happy to get to Vegas, and we will see you down there. <laughs> the West Coast Conference has been wild this year. Gonzaga, uh, uh, they were going to take a step back after the number 1 overall seed. Naturally, that's going to happen. But it's a little more wide open. San Francisco finishes tied for second. St. Mary's without Della Vadova is a little different. Uh, the Portlands of the world beat BYU and Gonzaga. What do you expect in Vegas, Sean? I expect a roll of the dice. Uh, no. Uh, I, look, I, I, I think it's going to be wide open. I think when you, you talk about the top-tier teams, and obviously BYU, St. Mary's, and Gonzaga have been the three teams ever since BYU came to the, to the conference. Uh, it, has, uh, it has been a very big positive for the, for the West Coast Conference. But I think all three of the teams kind of took a step back a little bit this year. Sean, Far- oh, go ahead. Keep going. Conversely, I think we've seen San Francisco, Portland, and Pepperdine also move in the right direction. Now, Pepperdine has struggled down the stretch a little bit for Marty Wilson, uh, but still a better season out of them. The strength of this league, it's, it's, it's deeper, uh, but the top tier uh, definitely takes a step back from where it was a year ago. Sean Farnham is a college basketball analyst for ESPN. He will be the analyst at the West Coast Conference Tournament for the ESPN Games alongside Dave Fleming, who will handle the play-by-play duties. You bring up Pepperdine. That team was picked to finish 10th in the conference. They go in as the number 5 seed, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. BYU goes 8-1 and one over the back half of conference play. What did you see in the Cougars that allowed them to beat St. Mary's twice and beat Gonzaga at home and win games they didn't win the first half of conference play? Well, I think, first of all, scheduling. Uh, it was a weird scheduling this year in the West Coast Conference, and it's something that they need to address. I mean, t- take, for example, Gonzaga, down the stretch of the regular season. Uh, they spent the final two weeks on the road in conference play. This week they're going to be in Vegas. Uh, they're going to the NCAA tournament, so that's four weeks in a row they're going to be off campus. Now, spring break might be one of those weeks, but it's certainly not all four. And I, I think when we talk about student-athletes, we've got to be able to give them a little bit more balance in their life. And I think in the West Coast Conference in particular this year, it's something they're going to have to address in the offseason, okay? Uh, understanding what games people want to watch on television. I mean, literally, the schedule comes out. Uh, everybody uh, in Spokane, Moraga, and Provo can circle the games that ESPN is going to want to do. And, and then you're going to pick two other ones that you're going to throw in on that package, and, the, and then you're going to move forward. So, but they've got to balance it out as far as geographical, geographical locations. I think a big thing for BYU, uh, and, and I've you know, doing some of the prep work and finishing up their, their game board uh, that I'm going to use on, on, uh, on Monday. I've already got that taken care of, so I'm assuming they're going to win in their, in their opening round game. There we go. Uh, I, think, I think Mac Farlino has been a big difference maker because he's not turning the ball over as much. In his newfound role uh, with this team, in the conference play, he's, I, think he, I think he, if I remember correctly, it's only like 1.3 turnovers per contest. And just being in a little bit more control, he's important to have out on the floor because of the scoring option. And, look, I am a huge Tyler Hawes fan. And I think that everybody that is a, a BYU basketball fan needs to appreciate Tyler Hawes and celebrate Tyler Hawes the same way that that campus celebrated Jimmer Fredette. And I, and I know Jimmer was a very special player. And, boy, was he electrifying with his, his half-court range uh, when he crossed the line, you didn't know when the shot was going to go up, but you know it was going to go down. And it was a great team that had a great deal of success. But I've I watched the growth and development in Tyler Hawes this year, and I think he just continues to improve. He continues to impress me. In fact, tomorrow night, 
during our halftime and then college basketball live, uh, I'm naming my, my starting five for my hashtag no love team, which means players that nationally haven't gotten the attention that they justly deserve. And Tyler Hawes is going to be one of those five guys. We're going to actually do it as a hashtag, and people can vote to who they think is uh, the player that is the no-love player of the year. And so I'm assuming with your fan base, and I know how passionate your fan base is, that once we get that sent out on my Twitter account, as well as college basketballs from ESPN, uh, that we're going to get a strong reaction. Yeah, they're going to bring it. Absolutely. And I... Yeah, uh, Tyler Haas is going to pass Jimmer if he keeps this up uh, in points. Let's wrap up with this, Sean. If you, uh, if you were all of a sudden gained eligibility going into the West Coast Conference Tournament, you could pick any team to play for. Which team is it and why? In the West Coast Conference. Oh, that's a good, good question. You know, I, I, I have to, I, you know, look, St. Mary's right now probably not. Um, just based on the fact that the, their body language and, and how they looked in particular in that, that game uh, against Gonzaga. I mean, they, they looked like a beaten team. Um, so then it would come down to the top two teams. It would be BYU or Gonzaga. You know, I don't think I have the length to play for Mark Few, but I think I have the toughness to play for Coach Rose. I think I could actually add a defensive element in the interior without fouling. Uh, and, so and you replaced Luke Worthington, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, I think it could play for BYU. Either that or I just choose to, to go with Eric Revenow because he's a great follower follow on Twitter. You know, <laughs> he seems like a really nice guy. So, I mean, maybe I'd go for Rev. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think it'd probably have to be BYU. I, you know, I miss the West Coast Conference. Covering the Big Ten and the ACC has been great for me, uh, professionally speaking, and, and it's a lot of great environments and a lot of great basketball. There's no question about it. Uh, but there are great environments in the West Coast Conference uh, size of gym, uh, to me, is irrelevant. It's, it's what you pack in that gym and how loud you can make it. I think Moraga is unique and special in its, its own certain way. Obviously, the kennel. And then when, you, when we roll through Provo and we show up, I mean, that place with 22,000 packed, it is as electric as an environment as, as you see in college basketball. And, and I, I really miss the opportunity to be around the West Coast Conference, uh, so I'm looking forward to getting to Las Vegas because I know a lot of BYU fans are going to be heading down, supporting their team. Uh, and look, BYU has never made it to the championship game of the West Coast Conference Tournament. We're looking to change that and get it done this year. It's been a, a league dominated in the conference finals by Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Uh, that's not going to be the case if they're on the same side of the bracket this year. Sean Farnham, we thank you for the time. Great to have you back on BYU Sports Nation. We'll see you in Las Vegas. Okay, and I just want to remind you guys one thing before I leave. Okay. Yeah. Everything is awesome. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sean Farnham bringing it. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> we'll talk no to you soon. Oh, man. Hashtag everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. What's the second one? Everything, everything is cool when you're part of a team. team. If you haven't seen the movie, go see it. It's so funny. <laughs> a monumental day tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. We give you all everything the deets next. Hashtag simulcast special. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation, back at it. Live from Studio 2, Spencer Linson and Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live, baby. Absolutely. Remember, you can listen to archived episodes of BYU Sports Nation on byuradio.org slash Nation. Okay, so we told you at the top of the show, we are going simulcast not only from Las Vegas, but now every day thereafter. We so you can listen and watch. Every day. BYU Radio, BYU TV. This is the first time that BYU Broadcasting has had a daily pseudo-news source. Every day. We're doing it. And not well, only, well, BYU TV. Yeah, BYU TV. This is, this is, this is a new adventure. Absolutely. You so, know what? I was going to save it for later. Let's do it right now. Time for Stat of the Day. Okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. I love this music so much. <laughs> One. Only one university in the country has a national university-run sports radio show. It's called BYU Sports Nation. We are the first and the only right now. (laughs) We now break ground as the first ever national university-run sports simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. No other university does this. Can I get a boom shakalaka for that? Boom shakalaka! That deserves that energy. This is cool. 
This is really cool. We know what we've got here. We've got something special. We're six months into this, and we're stoked. I mean, this is just the beginning. Here's the keys to the Porsche, boys, and we are going to drive it hard. We're, yeah, we're excited. We're very excited. And so we join the likes of Mike and Mike, the Dan Patrick Show, shows like that that have a sports, national sports radio and TV simulcast. It's we're, awesome. We're not saying that we are them, but we, we, are, we have the we same have avenue now. that they do, which is really special. And we don't take it for granted. We're really, really fortunate, and we, lo- we love our jobs. So let's answer some questions that you might have associated with the simulcast. Where is it going to be? In Studio B, where True Blue is filmed, there is a desk down there now. And if so you've we- watched True Blue the last two weeks, you've seen the desk. You've seen the BYU Sports Nation desk. Okay. Will we wear, will we, uh, wear makeup and dress up? We will not dress up. You will wear makeup. <laughs> I will not. But we're going to dress the same look, way that we've been dressing. Look. It's a radio show on TV. We're not going to play to the camera. We're not going to say, hey, look at that piece of video. It's a radio show on TV. Akin to, and this is the model we've been using, Mike and Mike in the morning on ESPN. Those guys wear makeup. Good for Greeny and Gober. <laughs> Golick. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, look, there's nothing wrong with having some, some but shine. But is there anything right? Some shine taken off your forehead. You're right. It's not that big deal. I don't know how it, to put it on. It's not as big deal to me because I did it for six years. I had to. It was. Full, I mean, it was part of the job description doing local news sportscasts. You have to wear makeup. Like, other other questions. My boss would get really angry if We've I did We've talked way too long about makeup. Yes. Okay. Days and times, same time, same place. So noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. And. How do you watch the TV broadcast after the fact? Let's say you missed it at noon Eastern. Oh, will there be a rebroadcast? Efforting. No rebroadcast planned during the day as of now, so noon Eastern, it's live. That's not to say it could happen. Right. It's not going right. to happen. How do you watch it if you missed it? BYUtv.org slash DVR. The DVR is so awesome. BYUtv.org slash DVR. You can watch it. We will tweet out the links. If you, follow, if you listen to the show... Get on Twitter and follow us on Twitter because we'll make sure you know where to go to find all of this. Awesome. What's our awesome counter up to right now? We've had Sean Farnham on. And so with that, probably 13. I, we're, we're, we're probably higher than that. We're probably higher than that. It's a Wednesday. It feels like a Friday. I'll tell you what, BYU Sports Nation Karma out in full force last night. We break down the beatdown of Utah next. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. BYU Sports Nation, what we call it. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You know what time it is, bro? It's time to whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. Oh, yeah. Using BYU Sports Nation karma yesterday, the baseball team dump trucked Utah 20-3 to in the home opener. 20 I runs! 20-3. What? BYU scored 18 runs the first two innings, and thanks to BYU Sports Nation, Karma with Mike Littlewood, the head coach on the show yesterday. <laughs> Football. Tonight's spring practice number two, 5.20 p.m. Mountain Time. Watch interviews from practice on BYUtvsports.com and listen and watch BYU Sports Nation tomorrow for the latest from the Cougar Gridiron. Golf. The women's team tied for 16th place. Unfortunately, that was last in the Bruin Wave Invitational. Alexandra White tied for 33rd overall with 16 over par as BYU's top golfer. West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Tyler Haas, on the show tomorrow. Boom! He might be the first simulcast guest. That's a, the that's a way to start. You start with the future all-time leading scorer at BYU. We started our current. radio show with Jamal Williams. That's right. He was the first in-studio guest. On September 2nd. Well, the first guest was Tom Homa. That's, he was on the phone. Robert and I was on the show that day as well, and Jamal Williams. I think back to the show, that show, and I thought, you and I, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. <laughs> I feel I was, like we have a better idea. We're still figuring out what the heck we're doing. I was actually listening to that with uh, Aaron Evans. I don't dare listen to that show. Who punches all the buttons and makes us sound really good on the radio show. Uh, but Robert, we had, a, we had a super awkward moment with Coach and I. He was, he was joking yes. with us, but we were like kind of nervous. Doesn't everyone have kind of an awkward moment with Robert and I? I mean... <laughs> He's he's a really good offense coordinator, but it's it's interesting sometimes. So we, we were talking about the Virginia loss. Oh, the Virginia loss. What and a way to start. Our first show is after the after Virginia the loss. After the Virginia game. <laughs> like, what the heck are we going to do? Uh-huh. So we ask him, okay, well, it's coming off a tough loss. Obviously, you want to learn through a good win, but 
but what what did you pick up and 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 how are you going to build off this as you approach the Texas game? And he's like, well, you're uh, you're cutting into my time right now, and I'm like, uh, and then like just a, dead like silence, a, like crickets. There was like there's three in the key after that. <laughs> uh, and then I get like a nervous laugh, like a, uh, 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 coach, go fast, go hard, what? And then he kind of took like a little bit of a lighter tone. I'm like, oh, that was a joke. Oh, whew. I was I was worried for a second. It's tr- it's trouble with people when you don't know when they're kidding, because then you either react seriously or jokingly when they're the other. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so awkward. Yes, and now that we're going to be simulcast, you will be able to see how uncomfortable <laughs> we get in those moments. See the awkwardness you've been hearing. <laughs> Talk about awkwardness. See the awkwardness oh. in the world. Hey, what is your best BYU sports memory that took place in Las Vegas, by the way? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. At Doug McClellan. <laughs> I was in the stands when Manu, Manu Maliuna, blocked the potential game-winning field goal. The kicker, it was Kai Forbath, yep. an NFL kicker, yep. had made two 50-yarders. Yes. He gets the 20-yarder blocked. Oh, what a play. At <laughs> Joe under, underscore N underscore Jules. Blocked field goal to beat UCLA. Yeah, definitely. That's that's big in a lot of people's minds, that play. Because that, that capped an 11-2 season as well. This is from at Sam Farnsworth. He's, he's one, of our, one of our friends. He's the sports director at an, uh, the NBC affiliate in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He says, listening to your show for the first time, good stuff. And I believe this is pointed at me. Still a nerd, though. Hey, thanks, Sam. Hey, I, 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 hey! I want some of that too. I, <laughs> Jerem, can okay, Jerem be thanks. a nerd too? I know what I am. He says he rushed the field when Manu Maleona blocked the field goal to beat UCLA in the Vegas Bowl. I had a camera, and for some reason, I didn't sprint out onto the field all of a sudden. And my my boss at the time was named Scott Hill. He said, "Get out there!" He just pushes me, so all of a sudden, I run into the melee in the middle of the field. It was great. At David Roberts twenty, I don't know if we've read this one, but if we have, it's worth it's worth reading again. I have a brother leaving for his mission, so I'm missing my annual Vegas BYU trip for the first time in seven years. Right decision? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, yeah, because yeah, okay. isn't it about time? I always yes. love the long pause in that. It's a trap. It's a trap. Now you're excused. We we will we will give you an excuse slip for that. Your homework will be addressed later, though. It will it will be addressed. I feel like we're forgetting something. I'm not. You know what time it is. Countdown to Connecticut's 177. Yeah, you didn't think we were going to play it today, did you? We no, we played it. Shall never forget. We waited till the last minute, but you better believe it. 177. <laughs> it's still awkward. 177. The the syllables don't really work out there. That's fine. When we get to the single digits, I'm, what do we do? Nine. Nine. <laughs> yeah. It's. You know, it will work out. Be you playing at Connecticut. August twenty ninth. That's going to work. East Hartford, Connecticut, at the Rent. What a what a show today! What a way to wrap up the radio only side of BYU That's Sports exactly Nation. Right. Tomorrow the simulcast. Thanks to our guests, Kate Hanson, Jeff Judkins, Sean Farnham, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. Listen to that. Listen to those guests, Kate Hanson, Luge Coop, Jeff Judkins, former NBA guy, Sean Farnham, ESPN. Yep. If you missed any of our show? Fear not. On demand, BYURadio.org, every afternoon. For Jerem, I am Spencer. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. We'll see you in Vegas!